everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who love the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. We're continuing my unofficial Women in Horror Month this October. And this week, I was so excited to sit down and chat with both of the hosts of one of my favorite media analysis podcasts, Gabe and Cat. From the ghouls next door the ghouls next door is a media analysis podcast that dives into the horror genre exploring the unique and raw way society and culture influence the genre i listen to their podcast on a regular basis and i always learn so much from them oftentimes it's about how bad the patriarchy is but that's important to remember so we keep fighting right we dove into their favorite horror movies, how they think horror prepares us for traumatic events like a global pandemic, and how Jigsaw would have had a hard time getting millennials and Gen Zers to participate in his games. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated. It really helps people find us and we want to reach horror fans everywhere, especially during October. I think that's it. So I hope everyone is having an awesome spooky October so far and let's get into this episode with the ghouls next door, Gabe and Kat. Thank you so much for being here. How are you both doing? Good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, good. You know, just excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you for coming. Um, Why don't you start off by telling everyone a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, et cetera? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm Gabe, one and a half of the ghouls (laughs) next door. Uh, We both reside in Philadelphia area. Um, Yeah. So that's my part. Yeah, I'm Kat. I'm the other half. I also lived in Philly and, you know, you know, just living here, doing it, go outside sometimes, sometimes don't. <laughs> it's my whole story. I have cats. That's exciting. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's whole, that's all me. Cool. I also have cats. You might see them running around in the back. Nice. Yeah. We're big fans. Big fans <laughs> of cats. Definitely. So first things first, what are your favorite scary movies? True. <laughs> Who wants to go first? It's a battle. Kat, you go first. Okay, I'm gonna go first. I love uh, It Follows. It's one of my favorites of all time. I also don't know if it's classified as a horror movie, but Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of all time, including horror movies. Uh, I consider it horror because uh, robots take over the world and murder everybody. It's pretty scary. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would also say like... Uh, one of my first favorite horror films was The Sixth Sense. So it's still pretty, it's one of the few M. Night films I'm like, yes, uh, that still kind of lasts with me. What about you, Gabe? Yeah, um, it's hard to say, like to pick one, because uh, I, I just enjoy a lot of them and different ones. I tend to really enjoy found footage horror films. Uh, anytime there's an excuse for a camera being in the shot, I'm like, yeah, I believe you, this checks out. So, you know, I'm like <laughs> one of those old fans of Paranormal Activity. It's one of my favorite, like, like it's so bad, but it's good and I love it. Um, I love uh, Get Out. <laughs> uh, no one can see it, but I do have this large Get Out poster. Um, like Kat said, It Follows is one of our favorites. I consider Parasite a horror movie, and that is one in recent times that I truly enjoyed. Um, but that's just because I really love Bong Joon-ho. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real. 
awesome. I also lo- really love found footage movies. So I relate. Yay. <laughs> They're so scary. It's so true. Uh, we recently saw, uh, it's found footage, right? Ganjiam's Asylum. Mm-hmm. And it was really scary. I was shocked by how scary it was. Um, highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't good. seen it. All right. Awesome. I'll have to put it on my letterboxed watch list. Yeah. Uh, so how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Yeah. So uh, we both kind of enjoyed it at a young age, uh, but in different ways. When I was growing up, uh, I was afraid of everything. And I was like the youngest of my many cousins. And so I was the butt of many jokes and a lot of uh, pranks and other things to like scare me uh, and activate that. So I was afraid of everything. Um, And actually like the I can pinpoint the moment when it changed was actually uh, I watched Stephen King's Rose Red, which at the time we got it from Blockbuster. It was two VHS tapes. And I ended up watching it on my own because my family like fell asleep. And I like halfway, like, you know, it gets to the point where you need to put in that second VHS tape. And I was like, well, I have to do this. Like I have to see how it ends. And um, I was, it's very hokey, like watching it now, it's like super silly, but I appreciated like this idea of like a like the house was evil like it, it's not so much like people it was just like this place was bad um and what it was doing to the to the people there uh but I watched the whole thing and it scared me so much that I was like I survived <laughs> like I survived that horror experience of watching that all by myself while everyone was asleep around me and it, it was kind of like a thrill um and from there I just kind of as I grew up became a big horror nerd like I was uh often referred to as the zombie kid in my family because I was just like anything to do with zombies I was like I've watched it a million times I made really terrible zombie films in like middle school like very bad uh but I did it because it was something I was super excited about um and that was like one of the the big things that brought Kat and I together as like best friends was our love, yeah. our mutual love for horror. Yeah. I also started really young. I was not well supervised as a young person. Um, so oftentimes, uh, or I guess it was just like, it was the nineties and people didn't really understand what the ratings meant. Uh, <laughs> they thought they were suggestions. So I watched a lot of rated R films, uh, specifically horror movies and like things that are probably just like too, old for my age of like three to five years old mm-hmm. um so like yes. the first time I saw the sixth sense I was five uh and I remember the vomiting scene and I just screamed and I told them to turn it off and then they were like okay we're gonna turn it off and I was like no but like the move I want to I want to see it though uh, <laughs> but don't but, turn it off <laughs> yeah like don't, don't do that it's fine um but I guess I would also say like it's always been like a point of building friendships for me. So it's like funny how a lot of my friendships were established or like strengthened through watching horror movies. So it'd be like, I vividly remember being a teenager and watching the ring for the first time. Um, And then my like best friend at the time's dad, like went outside the window in a wig and like tried to scare us. And then they had like this uh, and then they called the house because we still had house phones or like landlines and they were like seven days. And I was like, no. And then we all like freaked out or screaming. Um, so yeah, and it, it, as Gabe said, it is something that like was a fundamental 
thing that helped us establish our bond and friendship to kind of figure out like oh yeah we also share other things other than horror but that was like the first real connecting piece that's awesome how long have you been friends time we just had like a flashback on facebook yeah. and it was wild uh i'd say like six or seven tiny children yes yeah. oh, wow. uh yeah the picture was it was like when we first like met and we were like babies <laughs> it's like <laughs> who are these children like when how long have we been alive this is crazy i know the year only because that's when i moved to philly and it was 2015 uh oh. so i think six years six. is how old we officially are as friends nice podcast almost four years so we started that pretty pretty early on yeah yeah nice I have some questions about that in a little bit but first (laughs) um why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre yeah I mean the (laughs) people often like people who don't understand horror or like don't get that thrill or don't love it have this idea about people who do love horror and that we are you know in some way desensitized like we won't react appropriately to violence to real things or uh that we're like weird because we enjoy seeing violence on the screen but there there's a lot of like catharsis that comes from horror films uh and like you can you know watch some pretty awful things unfold but there is an ending right there is and there's also this element of control so for people who might have anxiety right it's like if you're watching this at any time you can close your eyes you can turn it off (laughs) you can uh watch it another time or you can like you know get through it um and I think there's a a power to that uh and there's also just a thrill in um similar to like riding a roller coaster you get those butterflies and uh but it's simulated so you're not in any real danger so it is okay to kind of like experience those mini thrills um and know that like in the end you're gonna be okay uh and it it, it's fun it makes it really fun and it it does become a little addicting (laughs) when you get that rush if it is something that like you enjoy um and I you know always want to tell people that the horror genre is so broad like there's so many different subgenres that often people just think of like gore or like saw or the exorcist like there's specific horror that they'll think of and be like that's not for me I hate horror and then we'll like mention something else in like oh but I like that movie we'll be like exactly there's <laughs> horror for everyone you just need to like find one that is safe for you um and it doesn't have to be super gory and like t- you know too much <laughs> yeah definitely yeah <laughs> I would agree I think it's uh we're not as weird as I guess they would think I think <laughs> it's mostly <laughs> it's, there's a lot of us so I feel like if anything people who don't like horror they're the weird ones because there's so many of us in our little community of horror people Uh, (laughs) so I feel like you have to be the odd one out and I don't feel like the odd one out with a lot of horror stuff so I think uh we're not that weird I think I think we're just fine I think we just like stuff different (laughs) good answer um what are your favorite subgenres in horror yes like I said I love found footage um specifically just like being able to kind of suspend disbelief like I I enjoy that uh even the most cheesiest of ones I'm like that's fine (laughs) like I enjoy that I will believe it because it's 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 exciting like I 
really love like going to like haunted attractions like and you go into like the haunted houses and I will overreact so I get more attention like I will like (laughs) scream louder and like wait and then like it's usually like a shriek and then like a hysterical giggle like immediately after Mm -hmm. that um attest to it so I'll like overreact because I'm like give me attention I want to be scared uh and again it's like it is a safe space right um so I, I I love like the found footage um I enjoy ghosts I would say I don't always enjoy um like possession films really like in any of the religious ones uh because it it always makes me really sad because like honestly the real story is probably that that person is mentally uh, like unhealthy and not being protected so I'm just like oh no like this is (laughs) this is too real um so sometimes it's like that but if it's like just a ghost in your house like I love those like I'll watch any paranormal investigator show that's like this woman says that the glasses flew out of her cabinets and I'm like oh my god they did not <laughs> and I'm like yes tell me more I'm like freaking out like when they should like recreate it I'm like oh no Karen get out of the way like I love it <laughs> but speaking the of haunted houses um since you love haunted houses and found footage do you like the hell house LLC movies I haven't seen them. Uh, Girl That's Scary uh, recommended it to us. We've just been so busy. We never got a chance to watch it, but it's uh, like on our list. It's on our list. It is on the list. Yeah. What is the best haunted house that you've ever been to? (sighs) Um, In Philly or Pennsylvania, we have a lot of haunted attractions. So we have um, the Eastern State Penitentiary, which is like one of the oldest prisons, which is actually has a really sad uh, real story to it, um, which we should honestly do an episode about. So they do haunted attractions, but there's also like a few asylums or um, closed down hospitals that will do. So there's like Penhurst. And I actually really enjoyed Penhurst when I went a few years ago. they had like one that was like all like clowns <laughs> and like my fr- my friend was like this is the worst day of my life I had to keep like protecting her because they were coming but I loved like they had like four different little wards um but one time at Eastern State Kat and I were abducted on that our did happen. and they put bags on our heads and put us in this like haunted cell. And whenever I tell people that, and I also hear myself say it, I'm like, why did we let that happen? <laughs> like, wow, maybe we are desensitized. We're like, this is fun. No, it was. This isn't real wild. kidnapping. It's fine. <laughs> it very well could have been. And we would have been like, okay. That, that sounds terrifying. That reminds me of the movie, uh, The Houses October Built. Have you seen that? No. You should watch it. It's another no. found footage movie. These. This group of friends, they travel around the country going to the most extreme haunted houses. Mm. Yeah. And then creepy stuff starts happening. Yes. One thing I really love about horror is that we've been watching a horror movie a week for about four years now, and there's still so many movies we haven't seen. Yeah. And I just think that's really fun that there's so much, so much that exists. Yeah. Uh, So what are you, what's your favorite subgenre in horror, Kat? Yeah. um, I think mine stems from the fact I'm like slightly neurodivergent so like I love things that play on sensory like sounds uh like darkness things you can't see I also hate them but it's like (laughs) 
it's like a love hate relationship because they're the things that scare me the most um so like for example like lights out messed me up because they're playing a lot on the darkness and like the sounds that are happening and I, I just really enjoy like films of horror variety that like have the simplicity of just messing with your head through like what you can't see um and then like what uh what you can hear versus like the paranormal activity movies like how there's mm-hmm. so much is like we're panning slowly away <sighs> oh you can't see what's ha- and then you know something's happening and you're, and you're like, panning back <laughs> and it seems like too realistic and it's stressful i'd also say like sci-fi anything to do with robots very into robots are going to murder us just because it's probably going to happen it's going to happen it's good um, prepared yeah. yeah and zombies i'd say zombies and then that's my list <laughs> <laughs> very cool uh who are your favorite directors in the genre Ooh, good one um <laughs> well jordan peele obviously True. very excited for nope yeah. uh <laughs> can't wait i think there's like we we have a hard time like just liking one director because sometimes it's like you'll have a really good film that we love and then there's like and then it makes us sad, uh, like if they have a follow-up and it's not as good. I will say that we have enjoyed, uh, we've watched now two films from Joko Anwar and loves mm. them. Uh, I imagine we're, we're, do, we're supposed to watch Rhymes for Young Ghouls by Jeff Barnaby, um, but we loved Blood Quantum. So I have high hopes for the sun. And so fingers Same. crossed that he would also be, you know, someone that we really appreciate uh, in the horror genre. Bong Joon-ho, like I said, I don't think yeah. I've watched a film by him that I didn't like, even Snowpiercer. <laughs> even that one that people hate. Um, David Robert Mitchell, who did It Follows. True. Um, for his short films, and I'm trying to remember his name, but uh, the one who did Lights Out, who also did uh, Shazam!, which is oh like, yes yeah you did it you I got, enjoyed uh, David well. Sandberg David yeah. F. Sandberg all his short horror films are like motivation because we make yeah. short films and like his are so just perfect and he's like inspiration because he made it big <laughs> after <laughs> doing those things on like no budget you know nice <laughs> I would concur I'm bad at names so there's probably people I love and I just don't know their name because it, it's like falls on my brain no so I agree with Gabe (laughs) all right that's my answer (laughs) awesome well they were all good choices so um an article came out last year that said that horror movie fans were handling the lockdown better than non-horror movie fans why do you think that was well we can deal with crises a little easier I like like I said before with like it doesn't desensitize us if anything it like strengthens us because now we don't spend so much time like having to react to an awful thing it's like oh this is awful now we can like do the next step like before other people who are like oh gosh the world is awful it's like no we (laughs) we know that um and I think anyone who's uh watched a zombie film like you would be well equipped to to handle a pandemic and that like I mean they're not zombies out there but it's the same like being cautious of other people uh being cleanly like you know and and knowing what the causes like the root causes of those outbreaks generally are um could definitely help but yeah I think it's just like we already kind of know so we can then move forward (laughs) and not be so shocked 
Yeah, I agree. It's like, uh, it's kind of the same mentality where we're very pro scare your kids in a safe and healthy environment. Um, and that like, it really does. Like if you have not been exposed to a lot of things, you're way more prone to be anxious about them. So horror does expose you to a lot of things, uh, that might prepare you for the anxiety or emotional stress, uh, that a pandemic would Mm-hmm. instigate and then also like as Gabe said it's like all those virus movies or the zombie movies it's like every time it's every moment where we're like I don't think people would be that bad like they wouldn't they would listen and it's like no they wouldn't yeah. they de- never listen <laughs> they do to the not. scientists they've never done that and now that we know that for a fact from witnessing it firsthand <laughs> yeah and I think it's really funny because like Two, I think it was 2019, we had two episodes that became very like relevant uh, in 2020. And one was we did a whole series on the apocalypses, like potential apocalypses, like cosmic, uh, uh, ecological, um, robot apocalypse. And one of them was a viral apocalypse. And so we talked about like contagion and 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 cat was like, had this whole spiel, like wash your hands, do all these things. Like we had this whole uh, list of like what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and we were like, man, contagion is such a scary film. And like, and then the next, like one of our other crazy series, if that happened in your <laughs> life. Be wild? And it was like, we were reading, it was like, it's very likely it's right around the corner. It's going to happen. If it does, no one's prepared. And we're like, okay, fun time. And then and the next round of like series later that year was our isolation series where we talked about like yep. isolation underground underwater indoors like and so it was like, oh this is what happens Faith. when you're stuck inside <laughs> like lockdown this is what happens to the brain and this is how people cope and here's what the horrors are and I was like man <laughs> like, we predicted all this and didn't even know so it, yeah. I think for that we at least the we were ghouls, prepared in that end yeah and any ghouls <laughs> yeah. fans were prepared because yeah. of us <laughs> yeah, yeah your podcast was an oracle so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes um I was just thinking that in Contagion, when they came out with that, um, they came out with the vaccine super quickly. Yeah. And you did not see anyone being like, I'm not going to take that. Yeah. So in the next- took like in the, the fake vaccine. Like- <laughs> yeah. In the update, they're going to have to have a bunch of anti-vaxxers. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's going to have to be a component. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be the real horror of it. Yeah. Did you guys watch any pandemic horror movies during the pandemic? I mean, we watched Host. Yeah. And yeah. we covered that pretty recent, like right yeah. when it came out and we loved it. It was, it was a little too soon, but it was also <laughs> yeah. like, cause I was like, after I'm done this movie, like the next day I'm going to have to get into a zoom call, like for work, you know, yeah. like <laughs> I was like, how dare you? Um, and I did catch two at the Sundance Film Festival because I was covering it for a local uh, journal. So it was, I did catch two. I didn't love them. I think hosted a way better job and didn't have as much financial backing as those yeah. ones or big names. And they did amazing. So, yeah, that was definitely a lesson how to make something amazing with no money and no yeah. names. Found footage. <laughs> oh, I love found footage. I will watch or it. Always whenever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how do you decide what to watch when you're looking for a horror movie to watch? Like for our show or just like life? yeah just for fun if you're like I want to watch a horror movie tonight and you sit down you have nine streaming services and your letterbox (laughs) letterbox account how do you break it down it's a good question 
I mean, a lot of our horror is for our show. Um, and we're often, you know, thinking ahead at like the overall theme. So like mm -hmm. we do our different series. So it's like, what are we fitting in? Uh, every now and again, I get, I like reward myself with like, where I watch a horror movie by myself. Horror um, for treat. Yeah, horror for treat, a little horror for treat, um, where I'm like, I'm not gonna analyze this. Of course I am, but uh, I think a big part of it nowadays is uh, hearing from other horror creators or like um, fans that we have a lot of respect for, um, appreciation for, who will like recommend, like you'll probably really like this because you, know, you like these other things. Um, so it'll be on my list. Or I, I kind of get excited if it's anything Lovecraftian. So I like, if I hear anything that might be kind of that, I'm like, okay, that's on my list. And I'll probably watch that without cat. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I mean, I watch Werewolves Within and I don't think you've seen that yet, Cat. I haven't. I want to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, we just love Scare Me, so. <laughs> yeah, Scare Me was really good. I just zombies is usually like my passive watch horror like I don't analyze the too much horror movies so like I anytime zombies are involved I will watch it like I watched that new one that was really long I liked it though I thought it was fun I forget what it's called what? it was new army it was on Netflix dead? army of the dead yeah it? so like just like anything <laughs> zombies I've watched so many uh Korean zombie movies uh just because they make a lot of them they're really <laughs> good like every so time well. Um, but usually I watch like horror for fun in show form most of the time, mm -hmm. um, just cause it's a little easier to digest. It's not like it lasts longer too, uh, cause you can like watch an entire show instead of just like an hour and a half. Um, so it feels slightly more satisfying, but yeah, I'll usually go zombies, uh, anything Netflix recommends, or if we just see something on uh, Twitter, usually Twitter is like yelling about something it's like yeah. this movie was great you need to see it and we're like oh god when will we have time we <laughs> yeah. do need to see it um yeah so usually that's quit, what the deciding job. factors are yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I want to be involved in the conversation hold on let me watch it yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again I will never watch a Serbian film ever uh we discussed it once and then I read the Wikipedia that described what happens and I was sick from just reading the Wikipedia and I was like Kat you know what here let's use this as an opportunity for us to discuss like our boundaries and our limits <laughs> on the show and that it's okay for us to not talk about those things um so that one definitely like they're in anyone who sticks up for that film I'm like I can't like I'm like I have now this understanding of you as a person and it's not good because if you liked it um uh and you like have it you could like go to bat for it um I would say that there's like like I enjoy gore like way more than Kat does and some of the more gratuitous stuff but there's like a limit to it when it's just like for gore's sake uh and just like you know torture porn as they call it and it's just grotesque and also when there's like babies or children involved and just rape as well is a big no for us um mm -hmm. one we wouldn't watch again 
contracted. probably contracted. <laughs> yeah, that's our least favorite film like, ever. Because I was gonna say Midsommar, but I was like, but we did watch it again and it was fine. Probably wouldn't watch old again, but that's just because like, why do, would we? Yeah, you don't want to waste your time. Yeah. yeah. We watched it once. That's, that's how yeah. many times it needed to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. Kat, do you yeah, have any a, movies that... About the same. Uh, I am terrified of underwater stuff, so I try to avoid it. Um, sometimes I can't. Uh, but, like, I would even go in underwater in, like, video games. So, like, it just, like, really freaks me out. I just don't like... We don't know it's down there and it's just upsetting to me. <laughs> I just don't I don't want to know. I don't want to know what there's a giant squid. I don't want to know. So those movies I try to avoid. Uh mostly just because they terrify me to no end. Uh and like slightly more so than this the fun kind. I'm just like, I feel stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I wish to leave my house and I can't because I have to watch this movie. Um so it's usually those, usually those cool have either of you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters good or bad yeah um I so uh, looping back to my love of found footage um uh, paranormal activity came out in high school and I remember it was like this huge deal because it was so like small and it was like I the trailer wasn't even the film the trailer was just people reacting to the film in the theater um and we had to I grew up in a very small Florida town uh which is like cows uh my town my (laughs) my uh the road to my high school is actually in Jeepers Creepers uh so like that whole beginning when they're like there's nothing but trees and it's boring I was like yeah uh (laughs) so we actually had to sign a petition to get them to bring paranormal activity to our tiny theater (laughs) like that had like three (laughs) theaters in it um and uh it was also uh, rated R, I believe. So like half of my friends couldn't go because again, it was like high school and they got stopped and they had to go see something else. Um, but I was, and I remember at the end of the film when things are like, when it like, cause it's like yeah. 70% nothing is happening. And then all of a sudden everything is happening at once. And at the end, when it was really like, like she's getting like dragged in the middle of the night and all of a sudden, I remember literally being like physically in my seat, like sitting, like sit standing, like, oh my God, what's going on? And it was just like stupid exciting to like be in that like theater and the fact that we fought to, for, to even get in there um, and to be with like my hardcore, like horror friends, like it was a thrill. I loved it. That's amazing. Yeah, most of my horror movie experiences in theaters stem from just hanging out with Gabe. That was like how we became friends. That she got like uh, an early access screening to, I believe it was Don't Breathe. Is that the one? We, Maybe. I, what was the? F- or we is saw Ouija. Ouija, Yeah, we saw things before that, but I yeah. maybe Don't Breathe. <laughs> yeah, it was like a rant. It was like I hadn't plan to see it but Gabe invited me or on invited Facebook and I was no, like I like horror <laughs> I like horror movies what are we doing where are we going friend? Yeah. and I was um, like I guess because <laughs> <laughs> we like weren't close yet and it was like really funny um so yeah like most of my horror movie experience like in theaters I didn't see them so much in theaters uh, I watched them usually on like VHS tapes or DVDs um 
but yeah, I would go with Gabe to like an early screening of something and I got to feel like super important. I was like, nice. oh my God, we're so fancy. Um, it was really fun. And that's how we became friends. So it was like, yeah, a little bit win win. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said in the introduction, uh, your podcast, Ghouls Next Door, is a media analysis podcast where you look at everything in the genre from horror movies to horror video games through a critical lens. And thank goodness you do this because I am such a surface horror movie watcher that. I miss so much. And then I listen to your podcast and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I would never pick that out. So thank you. Um, so how did you come up with the idea for it? Yeah. So, um, I wanted a podcast because I was an avid podcast listener. And so I was like, whatever it is, I just need one. Um, I also work <laughs> in media. So I was like, I, I have connections. I know how it's done. I should do it. Uh, and I originally wanted to do a show specifically about apocalypses um, and over our, uh, like specifically about like how our apocalypse films were direct commentary on whatever society's fears were at the time so thinking of like nuclear apocalypses during the cold war things like like zombie apocalypses which represented like the aids epidemic or race relations or like whatever at the time it was going to be um and so i really wanted it to be specifically like media is telling us what we're afraid of and like because I was looking for like a co-host Kat was like I want to be your co-host because we're best friends uh and I was like well what do we like (laughs) like what do we both like and we're like horror um and like we had you know instinctually already knew like known about like how deep horror can get and that it, it was often saying anything and I mean the apocalypses are in the world of horror um and so we just wanted to set out to specifically we did not want to be a review only show and so I wanted to kind of look at the media with this analytical lens uh, but specifically like having Kat in who has this like historical um, degree and uh, like also like deep into psychology added this whole other element to it where it's like not only are we talking about what's on the screen and what this film is saying but we're also like stepping outside of the media itself and talking about the topic overall as as it relates to society and kind of educating um our listeners on like this bigger issue on top of like and then also here's a film that's talking about it but here's what the real horrors are and it just kind of transformed into this bigger thing um that's super unique and i uh appreciate you saying that (laughs) it helps you like look look over um because i mean we definitely still love uh to just watch for watching sake and it being like just enjoying ourselves uh but it is still pretty hard for us to take off our media analysis glasses (laughs) sometimes yeah yeah no 100 percent uh, as Gabe said, I wanted to just be friends. I was like, Hey, you like stuff. I like, well, what, what are we doing? You want to make a podcast? I can podcast. Sure. <laughs> Whatever lets us hang out. Um, and then, yeah, it just turned into something like way bigger than I think I realized it was going to when we first started, um, in like a really positive way. And then like, I was like, wow, I know stuff too. Cool. I went to school. This is the only place I ever get to use my degree. <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah, it's just like, it's, it's very fun and I'm happy it exists. Um, I don't mean to be a surface horror movie watcher, oh, but no. <laughs> it just, it just happens. I'm just like trying, I either really love something and I'll be like, oh, I loved it because of that reason. Or I'll be like, it wasn't terrible. 
Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be like, I hated that. Um, I really felt terrible after watching the Dark and the Wicked, which I know a lot of people really like, but it just left me feeling mm. dark and gloomy. Um, mm. But I watched False Positive last night and I listened to your episode on it today. Um, and I like wouldn't have thought of, I thought it was basically a remaking of Rosemary's Baby, but I knew, but I kind mm. of also felt like it was missing the point um, yeah. a little bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> a lot of it. So, yeah. So I saw you tweet that like, you didn't hate it, but you also didn't really like it. So I think, I think my, my feelings on it were pretty much the same. Do you have any other um, other things to say on that movie since it's new and maybe people haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I think it's, it, it was, I think it was trying to be something that it, it wasn't actually dedicated to be. <laughs> like, I, I think it was just very surface in like its creation. Like, uh, you know, there was this interesting idea, this concept, and then the, the delivery fell through. And I, and I think the big part of it was that they really were missing what makes the film Rosemary's Baby or other horror that are, uh, as people call them, elevated horror, although what horror is that? Uh, but like social horror, right? Like these films that are specifically combating or, or targeting issues that are happening. And uh, Rosemary's Baby is very much about body autonomy and women not having that and like, you know, just the right to... It, have any say on what happens to our bodies and that we're more than just what happens to our bodies and this film didn't feel like that at all um it was just like oh isn't wouldn't this be awful and it was like yeah it would be what else like what are you actually contributing <laughs> to this conversation? tell me something i don't know yeah like I, I was like who's this for is this just for dudes who don't know <laughs> like what and i you know i guess maybe um but that's like a conversation that comes up too for certain horror where i'm like that could be gratuitous um in regards to like uh, like race relations too sometimes where it's like way over the top and i'm like who is this for because you know BIPOC people kind of we already know uh so to watch it we're like cool you just reopening some wounds for you know for no reason so it is important to think about like who the audience is and I think false positive thinks it's for women and it's really not because nothing there was new (laughs) nothing there was very interesting yeah definitely um so how do you choose your themes every month it's so it's usually we'll do a really serious one and we'll be like we won't realize how serious it's going to be till we're there and then we're like wow that was people are awful okay we're sad now um we need to not be sad so then we'll pick something fun and then we'll go back to sad um because I mean it's just like horror will lend itself to exploring like deeper and like more stressful topics uh and what we usually uncover is that society has lots of flaws Mm -hmm. um and that people are always doing stuff they shouldn't be doing um and that's depressing when you have to exist as a people um (laughs) and talk to people uh, (laughs) and witness people exist and it's just yeah it becomes a little hard (laughs) we'll usually do really serious like a topic where we'll be like this one's about capitalism or this one's about the patriarchy or this one's just like 
about all of our greatest fears and why isolation is stressful. And then we'll be like, that was a lot. Let's do fun. So like, I think next month we're doing horror musicals because yeah. um, we need something fun after yeah. the false positive time, because that was really I sad because mm-hmm. just like people are gross, man. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> so. Those yeah. stats that you gave at the end of the false positive episode were horrifying. Yeah. 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 And, like I, more horrifying yeah. than the film. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, this is what you should have been saying the whole time. Like that was a real horror story. Was what Kat was saying. Yeah. yeah I was I genuinely depressed for a day afterwards. Like I oh, just I like imagine. sat on my couch and stared at a wall for like an entire day. I was like, this yeah. was awful. I hate that people exist and do things like this. <laughs> but we have to exist so here we are and we just keep doing it <laughs> yeah yeah it made me I'm like I'm thank goodness my OBGYN is a woman yeah and mm-hmm. thank goodness I don't want kids because yeah. yeah it oh. it helps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I particularly loved your episode on the devil's past even though I never never watched that movie and I probably yeah (laughs) that's what that's what you said I probably never will but Kat I couldn't agree more why go skiing um I also love that you coined the phrase snow murder Um, (laughs) thank you yes yeah I'm totally in fear why are you going to get snow murdered I don't go to cabins in the woods I don't I don't go hiking none of that that's just it's just all nature murder um yeah. so what are each of your favorite episodes that you've done of oh, our episodes um that's so it's good I I feel like there's like series that were really exciting um to do so like our isolation one was super scary it's where I learned that I probably have claustrophobia and that I'm terrified of space the way that Kat is terrified of the ocean I was like they're the same they're both frontiers and we have no business being in um and like in both scenarios you're usually trapped in some big steel thing that if one thing goes wrong that's it that's it for everybody um so that was super fun uh the apocalypse is one are a mix of fun and also really depressing uh but I also last year when we started uh doing our uh YouTube channel so we started recording visuals for our uh, show uh we did a uh a mind fuck <laughs> series so we just kind of like what my fuck and that one was super exciting uh because we just did things that were like really trippy uh so we did like time travel we did time loops which are different uh and like in that episode like cat is talking about dragon ball z and is like dressed as a dragon ball z character and like we did we covered the matrix and i went on this whole anti-capitalist rant like it was just insane of like you know what is real who are we like you know talking about parallel universes and all of these things and so it was like really interesting because we were we often weren't covering things that were traditionally horror in that series but like the concepts are really horrifying or like interesting and it was also very sciencey and neither cat or me were very science heavy so like we were learning things as we were like like how do how would time travel work is it possible what would a time loop do are there other universes are we a simulation like it was it was a crisis but like very fun <laughs> very fun crisis 
Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed the ones where when we started dressing up. I mean, I will always love our wilderness episode and our uh, our isolation series is like really just the start of something beautiful. But we were not recording visually yet, so we didn't get like the fun costumes. Um, I think my favorite episode maybe of our entire show was uh, just specifically the episode where we talked about classism just because it was so interesting with Bong Joon-ho's uh, films and I got to be Chris Evans and that was just really fun I just enjoyed like really dramatic dress up uh where I looked like really different and it was exciting um and yeah I just I really enjoyed the ones where we started to like dress up and really have fun with the visual element I feel like it added a lot the one episode where I was a clown scary clown that one was terrifying I was bedeviled oh my gosh (laughs) um yeah, yeah, the dressing up was really fun. And I, I really enjoy the serious alien. ones. Aliens. I was a whole alien person. That one yeah. was crazy. Earth girls are easy alien. Like, uh, yeah. blue. <laughs> I was a blue alien. Yeah, so, like, that was really fun. And I like our serious ones. But I also really like our goofy ones. Because it's, like, I feel like we get to do more banter than mm-hmm. facts. Uh, and not that I don't enjoy the facts, but as I said, they can, they can be sad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are probably my favorites when we get that little, little tiny reprieve where we're just being goofy as hell. Uh, and yeah, they're just fun. A little less stressful. Yeah. It's hard to crack jokes when you're talking about schizophrenia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're not laughing at this. We're just, <laughs> we need to stay sane. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to do that. Yeah, it's also like uh, trying to be respectful of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like we yeah. usually get like very serious because we want to make sure we're not being like offensive or rude. Yeah. And it's like that tone is just so different. I think like because we're just yeah. trying to be so oh uh, intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think that's what it is. Yeah. So you said you're doing horror musicals next month. Do you know what musicals you're doing yet next? We're still considering them, but I when I first pitched horror musicals, I uh, just really wanted to cover Repo, the genetic opera. And I just really want Kat to see it. And I want to dress up. <laughs> I just want to live out my emo goth dreams. Uh, it, it, the big part of why we picked horror musicals to follow this like super heavy of like good girls gone bad uh, was because it, it, we could have fun because like they're, I mean, Repo the Genetic Opera has some very heavy topics that are going to be very easy to dissect. Uh, but I think just like the fact that they chose musical to like be the, the, be the tool to which mm-hmm. they're sharing that we could be a little like less serious too. Um, we're considering uh we're considering Rocky Horror Picture Show but I don't know if I want to do that one um and then maybe revisiting the happiness of the categories uh which we covered in our foreign horror series which is just a trip like mostly because I just really want to spend like an entire episode just talking about this absurd film that like the whole time we were just like there's claymation, there's live action, there's like a karaoke segment, like it's absurd. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> murder and intrigue, but like not at all, but it's all about family. Uh, such a weird film. So we're, we're still debating, uh, but to, to just look forward to us getting into character and just finally like letting loose uh, <laughs> after being like so tense and to like gear up for, for October. 
we want to make our own musical intro mm -hmm. uh, reminiscent of our anime intro but specifically musical formation I don't know if we'll do it but we're we want to that's yeah. the goal of ours yeah we're gonna meet figure it out it'll then the our the creative cohesion juices will yeah. yeah uh we'll do it because we're hoping hopefully that'll help us you know one day cohesion juices yeah cohesion juices. it sounds it. not <laughs> it sounds inappropriate you're like i do not consent to my juices yeah. <laughs> are we talking about false positive again <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um yeah i will do that because we I have spoken to a few people about potentially making a horror music video for a song oh. that we've been working on for years. So here's hoping. Awesome. <laughs> well, you We're said trying. it on the podcast, so now it has to happen. It so must there. happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any topics that you'd love to see covered in the horror genre that have yet to be tackled by a director? Yeah. Um, not, not yet, but probably more of, um, in you know something we were talking about in like our exploration of like media analysis and looking at how horror is used as this tool to talk about like our issues um i think there should be more horror about incarceration and just because that is one of the worst things that happens here in america like we have the largest population that are incarcerated and a lot of inhuman things are happening in there uh and we have plenty of like documentaries and dramas that cover it uh but i think we could also use it as a tool um in the horror world uh because horror can be a little more digestible than like a drama which yeah. can get too real like i can't watch when they see us uh, cause it, I just won't, <laughs> like, I just can't, like, I just, I've seen a clip and I started crying and I was like, nope, <laughs> I was like, this is out for me. It's too real. Whereas I think if there was like a horror, um, it, it would be, it would make that topic a little more accessible for people if they wanted to start the dialogue about, um, you know, abolition, uh, and just that, uh, I think would be a really interesting thing. I think we're seeing a little bit more about immigration, but there could be even more like forever purge was like this is about immigration yeah. like in yeah. your face and i was like yes thank you more yes. of that please <laughs> um and you know uh uh women's issues without it being rape revenge would be wonderful yeah. um because we're more than that and it would be nice for them to show that like how awesome would that be yeah yeah, yeah i agree i think also uh representing mental illness better Mm -hmm. as a general rule I feel like there's definitely like a small handful of films that do it really well now uh but there's a very large handful of them that do it really badly so it'd just be good to like see the more positive end of the trend in that regard uh to keep going or like mm -hmm. to have like better representation for like as a whole as a whole like yeah. more films that are not the same film a bunch of times uh <laughs> yeah with the same people writing them and being in them uh new thing new ideas <laughs> new voices um or even like old ideas but with new perspectives that's fine too uh mm -hmm. but yeah definitely like more better representation and more representation as a whole would awesome. be dope what have your favorite horror movies been so far in 2000 in 2021 like that we've seen this year that have come out this year that have come out this year uh 
I liked Forever Perch. I saw that in mm-hmm. theaters. It's super cheesy, but I like, I mean, I like the Perch series. Um, I remember watching the first one. That I actually saw that at a pre-screening because uh, I wanted to uh, meet Oren Pelly. Uh, <laughs> paranormal activity. Uh, but I, I, I remember watching the first one and being like, this is such an interesting concept. Like, that they're not exploring at all because it's just home invasion and I was like people do that without the excuse of crime is legal so what um and so I really enjoyed that the whole series kind of opened up to be like we're gonna actually talk about what it would what kind of world would allow for something like this and it happens to look a lot like our world um so I think Forever Purge was really great um I do not recommend old we would never recommend old. It was very bad. Uh, but there was something I would, oh, Quiet Place 2, with the exception of the fact that two of the characters, like the few characters that have names who die are both Black men. Uh, like, it's 2021. I don't understand why that happens. But the other, other parts of that, that film, film were yeah. pretty great. And I think the the sound design was phenomenal. Uh, and uh, I love that they got more like budget so that they could add to the monster. It super triggered my trypophobia, like where I was like, I was freaking out in the theater. <laughs> like when they were getting real close to this monster, I was like, oh God. <laughs> um, but in a really good way. And I thought it was really, it was a fun, like it was like a blockbuster. Like I haven't yeah. felt like a horror movie blockbuster in so long. And it probably was because it was like the first film I saw in theater, like for like over post pandemic or yeah. pre- it's still pandemic now, but yeah. like it felt like for the first time we go to the theater and yeah for like a year. So I was like, whoa, that's probably <laughs> contributed to why I thought it was so great. Definitely. Yeah, I don't remember what other films that we saw. I feel like you've been more on it with the horror, like recreationally, than I have, Gabe. It's true, but I would agree. I I enjoyed elements of the Quiet Place uh, too. I enjoyed. I didn't see the first or Forever Purge. I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I agree with Gabe. Whatever gets said, because I don't. I don't remember what films I've seen this year. I think that's all you've seen. I don't know but seen. we are going to hopefully see the Green Knight when it's there. Were like home releases, streamed. weren't there? The Conjuring Three went to HBO Max. Did you? Yeah, I don't think you watched it. Kat. I, didn't I watched see it. it. No, you said <laughs> it wasn't that good. So it wasn't. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, it was fine. We were just still so angry about the Warrens that it was like a whole time for us. But yeah, Conjuring went there. Something else was on there that I watched. There's Fear Street, but I also didn't see it. Yeah, either. you didn't watch Fear Street. I liked Fear Street uh, 2 and 3. Yeah, you didn't like the first one? And that was weird. Um, like, I felt like it. we picked up in the middle of a story that they didn't give us any information for. And when you're watching it all together, it makes sense. But I feel like the first one, I was like, what the? And then the end, like, I the deaths that happen in the film at the ends feel so unnecessary to me and I just felt like the film was like oh right we're a slasher uh quick our body count is too low we gotta (laughs) we gotta off some people and it was like but why and I get like it's an impactful death it was like crazy but it was so like in the last 10 minutes like why did you do that to me um and then no one cried (laughs) no one was upset and I was like what's wrong with these children um but I thought two was really really fun uh and three was like I just loved the I loved all the other things and it kind of unpacking like 
the patriarchy, right? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you got me. The patriarchy. <laughs> always. always We're doing it again. <laughs> yeah, I think part two was my favorite. So, but part three was really good too. Yeah, part two is super fun. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed um, the purge anarchy. Um, that was the most, no, it was the forever, forever purge. purge. Yeah. Yeah. My friend had never seen any of them and we were going to go see the forever purge. So he came over and I have the box set of the first four. So we watched the first three in order all at once. Wow. They don't leave you feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You're like, wait, is this, is this a documentary? Oh, okay. Forever Purge was very much like this is happening outside. Like, you know, yeah. like abolish ice. I don't know why are we still having this conversation. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um uh so on the flip side, what horror movies are you most looking forward to seeing in the rest of 2021? Candyman. Mm. Candyman. That's it, We're very two, hyped for the end of the Oh, that's three times. That's enough. Oh. That's enough. All right, I won't say it again. I won't say it again. <laughs> um, very, very hyped for that movie. Uh, Nia DaCosta. Uh, I've been hyped for forever, and I'm trying to, you know, figure out how I can go see it safely. Um, I was excited for Green Knight. And then there's, oh my God, there's like movies. There's something... I am kind of excited because it turns out, so I, I feel ashamed as like a horror person to say this. I've never seen any of the Halloween films. Uh, I just don't have a, a care about like white man cutting up women. <laughs> like I was like, that ha- that's just real life. Uh, I've watched and listened to and read a lot of true crime. <laughs> like, I was like, I get that. Uh, he's not very inspiring. Uh, but the new one comes out on Halloween and I liked the trailer of like this like you know history like of all these women like it was like Jamie Lee Curtis her daughter and her granddaughter like fighting back and I was like that's cool and like she's like you know an OG scream queen I would watch that yeah yeah so I'm like you know what okay what I'm gonna do is watch all the ones that have Jamie Lee Curtis in it so I get the point and like prep in prep to watch (laughs) the new one so I'm like kind of excited about that but like I only because like I haven't watched them and I'm just like interested to know what I'm gonna think (laughs) like I have no idea no idea well I can save you a little time because David Gordon Green filmed Halloween 2018 I'm sure maybe you know this but he filmed it as though there were none of the other sequels it just went from the original Halloween to 2018 so you don't need to watch any of the mess in between I also haven't really watched any I watched Halloween right before seeing Halloween 2018 and I was like I was like that's not scary at all I was like, this is actually kind of boring. Yeah, you just walk in. Just kind I of like walk Halloween in. H2O a little because it's, yeah. it's a little more modern. The pace, I don't like the pacing of like 70s horror. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I like some Freddy versus Jason. Like, yeah. you know, like I like when it's absurd. Yeah. Like those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what about I you, remembered Pat? a film I saw um, that I liked a lot because it was more small scale. It was Take Back the Night. Mm. Uh, yes. yeah. That was a horror movie I saw this year that I really like uh so <laughs> I recommend that if people have not seen it especially I don't know if they have the ability to see it yet um I don't know if it's on streaming services That's yet a, I know it was at a uh, popcorn, popcorn fest yeah um yeah. but yeah I like that one um in terms of like what I'm excited for I would uh mimic what Gabe said I'm excited for the film that I can't say the name of again because we don't want okay. to invite bad things into the world uh and I'm sure there's others. I, I think I'll also see the Halloween movie. Um, 
I need to get my thumb on the pulse again of what else is coming out from being on. I know that it's just, there's been so much this year where yeah. I'm like, it's kind of unfair because I can't keep up and I feel like I'm not a good horror <laughs> contributor. <laughs> I was like, this is literally my job. Like, <laughs> this is what we do and I can't watch it all. Like, I, every time I met, like, I miss Spiral. There's so many things. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I can't. I also job. miss Spiral. That's true. Mm-hmm. We didn't watch Freaky. Like, sadness. Yeah, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. We're just going to have, like, a horror week. Maybe it's just, like, October. Like, we just watch a horror movie a day, Gabe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whatever we do it, though. You don't know. It can happen. Great. You can can start with the first nine Saw movies and then go to Spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we'll just watch. I've seen those, luckily. Yeah, we'll watch the Halloween or whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll watch the Purges and. (laughs) yeah <laughs> nice um <laughs> so are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like or do you hold any unpopular horror movie opinions oh we do hold a lot of <laughs> unpopular horror movie <laughs> opinions um i well i mean paranormal activity people hate on all the time uh yeah we love we, that one we love it I definitely love it and I get it um usually it's films that we don't like that are the unpopular opinions where people like will go to bat for a film and we're like it was actually not good like Midsommar like people <laughs> love that film and I'm like just watch any other folklore or like films made by like any other person um <laughs> like it's fine uh yeah I'm trying to think like what do I like um <laughs> It's always easier to remember what you don't like uh, versus what you do like. I, I feel like as a general follows, rule. People who like it follows don't always get why they should like it follows. Like they, everyone thinks it's an STV yeah. film and it's not. So like that's, that one gets me. I did recently have the urge to rewatch Jennifer's Body, but when we covered it for our Monstrous Women episode, we were dissatisfied with it's male gaze execution but I think I want to rewatch it I think I'll feel differently yeah I yeah Midsummer was or Midsummer. Mm. I've watched it twice or I didn't even I did I watch it the same I don't know if I did I really just didn't like it and I I understand just didn't just like white people be doing violent stuff in the daytime all the time it's like, why do we why it's not revolutionary this happens on a tuesday um but yes uh, <laughs> i don't know i yeah i think i it's way easier for me to think of the things i didn't like than the things i did i actually really like the zomb- the long zombie movie i know we already said the name of it Army not of everyone dead. loved that i liked I Army of the dead. dead. i thought it was fun i i just enjoy zombies so uh i know some people didn't love army of the dead but i did like it uh gabe did not but i did so that's where we differ uh, <laughs> it happens it happens yeah it happens every so often um yeah that's the only ones i can think of all right um if you could remake or reboot one horror movie which one would it be that is such a good question i must think i would love to reboot jennifer's body um then do it just and, and like because they it got so caught up in like the people that were in control like taking control from like Karen Kusama so it's like I would like to just like give it back <laughs> to the people who should have it um 
so you know something like that uh redo a horror movie that's a good question i really loved american mary Mm, and i would have redone it without the rape scene um very long one and then and then it just would have been 10 out of 10 like it was really fun body modification horror gore women empowerment time and they just didn't need that part so I would probably redo that movie without that in it mm-hmm. um because I feel like it was on the fringe enough that like not everyone's seeing it. I think people should see it it was really good uh I just yeah. I would just redo that one part um same with bit I would just take out the last 10 minutes yeah. keep the rest of the film um I guess that's not what you asked though you asked like a like a like a brand of horror movie that would want I enjoy all of the Chucky's the child's plays I would watch recreated versions of that over and over again for the rest of my life Um, yeah like that would be fun they're gonna redo that I would love a redo of just like any of the zombie movies I feel like you could just always make zombies fun again like Dawn of the Dead, like make it like slightly better. I don't know. I mean, that's what you're still be fun. Army of the Dead. I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do this. Uh, I would say I think it would be interesting to have a updated technology-wise Existence Ooh, by Cronenberg. True. Uh, just because that movie is so it's relevant just in like its concept of like technology and uh, just body horror. Uh, but I think it would be really interesting to see like it like modernized of like what our technology looks like now because it really I mean it'd be like a Black Mirror episode I guess but really gross um and I know Brandon (laughs) Cronenberg had Possessor which we still haven't seen um so it's like they're out there it's just like I think that would be cool and like a remake of even like any of the Cronenberg although the Saska sisters just did uh (sighs) blinking they just did it they remade one of his films I didn't watch that either but I mean that's like on brand for them though because they did American Mary right so it was like very body gore horror stuff that and like body modification and they did a good job with like that piece of it so I feel like that would be really cool I want to see that movie now yeah and last thing because I've been answering a lot is that my dream would be to have a show about Derry Maine uh, in the mm. it books i don't want a pennywise it remake i want a show about dairy and how evil it is and to take place over the time periods like of all the awful things that are happening because the town and the place and the people are what the real evil is like pennywise is just there like exacerbating what's already in them so that's what i would want uh because i thought it chapter one was great chapter two was trash um and I hope Bill Hader got a massage after carrying that whole movie on his shoulders. Uh, <laughs> so like, I just think, like, I know there's the show about like in the universe of the Stephen King, I'm blanking on the name of it, but I want specifically Dairy Maine. Dark Tower? Is that no. The, no, it's like, it's it, the first season had the Skarsgård boy. Oh, Castle Rock? Yes. Castle Rock. Yeah. And I, I've seen the first season. I didn't see the new, the, second or I think there's a third one now but that's like like fictional town with little sprinkles of his stories in it I don't want that I want Derry Maine 
that's a really interesting concept. Thanks. Okay. Uh, if anyone's listening who has money, who wants to support that dream, here I am. My last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? With a horror villain? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good question. It's so quiet. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I feel like, okay, so I can't think of any specific, but I feel like a lot of times they'll make people who like kind of know what they're talking about be the villain, especially in like superhero movies yeah. where it's like, they're re- like, I don't know, like, I don't, I think we're just because we're like hyper anti-capitalist like <laughs> people. So like a lot of times they'll make like villains in movies and they'll be like, I kind of get it though. I mean, implementation maybe would have went about it a little different. Yeah, a uh, maybe less murder, not mass maybe. murder. Uh, yeah. But like, do you have good points? They have good points. Um, I can't think of anything. Well, that's like, I mean, we just watched uh, Gandala, which is Joko Anwar's superhero film based on the Indonesian uh, comics. And the villain in that, like up until he was like doing really shady things, like the premise for his goals, we were like, no, that makes sense. (laughs) Like, no, we get it. You might feel the same way about Spiral then whenever you finally see it. Ah, is, mm. it, is it anti-cop propaganda? Because then, yeah. A little bit, Because yeah. <laughs> then we'll be like, yes. Is, is this villain saying a cab? Because I think we're on board. So maybe, yeah. maybe them. Yeah, I mean, I watched it. Not a lot of people liked it because it wasn't your typical Saw movie. It was more like a detective movie. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of mm-hmm. like, I get where Jigsaw's coming from. I get where he's coming yeah. from. That happens a lot with Jigsaw, though, sometimes. Where it's yeah. like, you know, I do take life for granted. You know, like, I yeah, do not I get make it. the most out of this. <laughs> I do have privilege. You know what, Jigsaw? <laughs> like, you get it. You're so right. You're hang out with Jigsaw. Maybe not the second Jigsaw from the second one. I don't want to wake up twisted. with keys in my kidneys. I just, I don't. No, but just be his friend, you know? Like, it's. Okay, that's fine. He can come hang out 100%. But I don't want to, like, wake up and be in some contraption yeah. and have to, like, dig the escape route out of one of my organs. I just feel like it's not. I think he misunderstands millennials and Gen Z's like will like, to just not live. <laughs> it does not exist no more. Like you uh, have to stop. You're like it's like mm-hmm. that seems like a lot. Die. That's I you're like wanna... I have a lot of student debt. So yeah, yeah. it's fine, dude. You're just adequately like, oh. handling a situation for me. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, because now it's not even my fault. <laughs> you know, like it's not yeah. you. You released me. <laughs> My retirement plan was to die anyway because I can't save money. So thank you. Thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're really just like, do you, you need this key back? Because I'm not, I mean, I'm not getting it. So you're going to have to figure out. You have to go way. in there and get it. <laughs> look. Yeah. They underestimated our existential dreads. Uh, yeah. That's like the moral of the story. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on and chatting with me. This was so great. And I so enjoy your podcast and I look forward to Horror Musical Month yes. very much. Um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Yes. So you can follow us anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we're the Ghouls Next Door. Uh, we are also the ghoulsnextdoor.com where we have uh, all of our social media, our episodes. You can see our YouTube channel there as well as our blog because we write everything out. So if you're someone who, d- who doesn't want to listen or watch, you can read 
we have it there. And we also have like our list, like our sources are included as well as ways to help in any of the issues that we're covering. Um, so if you're like really depressed after an episode, feel motivated that there's a way for you to make a difference in the world. Uh, and we're trying to push that forward. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely follow us on YouTube and Kat streams every Thursday on Twitch. Uh, so Thank definitely you. check that out because it's fun to watch us get scared playing games. Or develop a cannibalistic religion that destroys capitalism in Graveyard Keeper, which is a video game uh, that I recently played <laughs> on Twitch. It was very fun. Yeah. We also do like things sometimes. Uh, I do want to say <laughs> we do. Um, we have unpopular opinions every so often, but we do like films. We like them and we love horror. Um, and we're most of the time when we're not, we're, we mostly just yell about society and less about the films, <laughs> but sometimes yeah. the films, but sometimes the people, the people mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much again. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Gaming Cat, and thanks again to Gaming Cat for coming on. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at hello at Who's There Podcast.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated. <laughs>